Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 12, Episode 4, titled The Ball Ball. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one socially distanced co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... I really want to be on the top. To Taylor... (laughs) To Taylor, the latte boy. Hello, Taylor, the latte boy. How are you? How how did you get to Florida and microphone my bedroom? I don't understand. Oh. Florida. And you're part of the problem, which we'll talk about just be- when we're talking just between us girls. All right. Um, but uh, anyway, hi, Taylor the Latte Boy. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing very well. Now, everyone needs to know that, A, I have to always start the show that way. But, B, um, if you are not a member of Patreon, you're going to hear a beep pretty soon. And that beep means you're missing some content, okay, where Taylor and I are going to – we're chatting about – uh, uh, let me give you some hints. We're going to talk about uh, Rock M. Sakura, about mm-hmm. which, which had nothing to do with the episode, but uh, there's some, I have some uh, tea about Rock M. Sakura. Okay. We're going to talk about how I bought possibly the last Nintendo Switch in Southern California. <clears throat> We're going to talk about, and probably robbed a child of enjoyment for the, in, the, in, <laughs> in the quarantine. And we're going to talk about, so that I could feed a cow or something. And then we're going to talk about Animal Crossing, and we're going to talk about um, how Taylor's a crazy person. So uh, Okay. Okay, so you're going to hear a beep, but right now we're going to talk just between us girls. All right, Taylor, this week the queens get into quick bead drag and shake their stingers. For the maxi challenge, the girls are literally having a ball in the sports-themed fashion ball, the ball ball. In the end, Rock M, Sakura, and Britta go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. After all was said and done, Britta was told, Shantae, you stay, while Rock M, Sakura was asked to sashay away. Taylor the Latte Boy named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Okay, I liked... I always love a ball. <laughs> challenge mm-hmm. i always love when there's lots of looks um so for that in that regards i was excited for the concept of this challenge and i also like the idea of the ball ball and mm-hmm. with it being all sports themed and that sort of thing um and i feel like this may be a polarizing uh, particularly on this show mm-hmm. i love a guest judge that is excited to be there mm-hmm. so in that regards leslie jones to me and the fun that they seemed to be having while they were on the panel as everybody was walking down the runway was a lot of fun to watch. I uh, hear a um, butt coming. I, there were times that she was definitely a little extra <laughs> and a little like, okay, we get it. You're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Bring, it, bring it down a little bit. Yeah. But um, it was still, it was, she was, she was great and she seemed to be really, really having a really good time. So that was fun to watch. Um, the thing I did not like was I am very quickly losing love for Britta. I'm really getting to where I'm starting to really not like her. What's your problem with New York Queens, show? motherfucker? Don't you understand? <laughs> I'm I'm the queen of New York, and if I'm the queen of New York, then I'm gonna be the queen of all drag queens. So don't you ever come to me again? I'll cut you. I'm gonna filter you out of this rotten drag race recap. Yeah. Um, I I think you saw what I, happened to this Donna Sugars, didn't you? <laughs> uh, 
uh I, I i didn't like anything about her attitude and stuff and she's just not it, it, it just, it's just this episode you know for as much as i liked her on the meet the queens and felt like she was going to be a strong contender she's not and i i also feel like that's part of the storyline they're 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 going to knock her down to bring her up so maybe i will fall back in love with her right now i'm just really having a hard time there was part of me that was excited at the concept of oh well maybe we all totally got this wrong and britta goes home this week Mm -hmm. so that's but interesting 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 uh okay the one thing i i think we have very similar things but i don't have a qualification here uh one it was so much fun to see uh the first thing i liked it was so much fun to see rupaul and the judges panel having i think for the first time in a very long time actually well, on drag race uk it had fun but i'm, I'm talking on the on yeah. the on this show on the on the original show on the on the marquee show yeah the mothership uh, the mothership the uh flagship show Mother. <laughs> you know you broke up there so let me do it for you mother has arrived um but I um can, huh i don't think i can do it with that level of gargle that you do it mother has arrived that wasn't mother, <laughs> mother. just imagine like um babalu has just finished in your mouth and you're trying to tell him to get the and the phone rings. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say because usually I respond with, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, Mara, <laughs> oh god, no, that's even worse. Never mind, never mind. Never mind. Go, move see forward, this. move forward. This is not good. I mean, for you, this is comedy gold, but this is got the phone. Get Babalo, Babalo, Bob, Babalo, get the motherfucking phone. Mother, the, my mother has arrived. Get the phone. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's the first time I've heard them have so much fun uh, in a very long time. And yeah. uh, so that was fun. Uh, next is uh, Leslie Jones. It's 100%. I know they're related, but uh, Leslie Jones, it's fun to see. I know a lot of the people who go on as guest judges are actual fans, but they approach it in a way that they want to impress RuPaul and show, like, you know, they're, you know, these august judges who are going mm-hmm. to really give their great insight into Drag Race, which she doesn't give a shit, you know? She wants yeah. to fucking laugh during that thing. And I think Leslie Jones brought it. Now, look. A hundred percent of Leslie Jones's jokes did not land, but I yeah. feel the she already done had horses saves all <laughs> of the other jokes that didn't land. That yeah. fucking art she already done had horses was fantastic. even <laughs> even Widow Von Du laughed when she was leaving the stage. Yeah, yes, yes, that was fun to watch. That was fun to watch. She laughed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the one thing I didn't like was, and I know this is the big talk on. Uh, uh, all over the internet and stuff, so maybe I'm just, you know, playing to the crowd or whatever. But the whole tomfoolery and uh, rigamorous going on where Rock M. Sakura goes home, but Aiden's not even in the bottom. You know? Yeah. Aiden, oh, yeah. Yeah. Aiden Zane clearly should have been in the bottom. 100% mm-hmm. should have been in the bottom. You know? 
that was that was clearly storyline driven. Oh, that 100%. is hundred percent because they don't have anybody that the rest of them pick on but her. Yes, yes. So I mean, if if because they all the queens just I mean like really get along. The only one that there's any kind of tension with, and I even think that's sort of I wouldn't say manufactured but built up, is Aiden. Yeah, you know. So uh, that's the one thing I didn't like. All right, here we go. After Dahlia's elimination, the queens re-enter the workroom to remove their drag. Nikki thinks Dahlia's elimination is a wake-up call. Aiden feels vindicated for choosing two strong queens. Jan and Britta are disappointed in their safe placement, and Jan thinks she did light makeup. The next day, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's uh, mini-challenge. For today's mini-challenge, you'll be raising awareness of the world's declining bee population. By shaking your stingers to a buzzy little mashup we call it the Beehive Jive. All right. Uh, the Beehive is called into formation and the queens shake their stingers to a mashup of Flight of the Bumblebee and Freaky Money by RuPaul. Gigi Good wins the challenge and earns a $2,500 cash tip as well as a $2,500 donation in her name to a bee conservation non-profit. Taylor the Latte Boy... Tell me your thoughts uh, going into uh, this whole thing with the the top of the show, everything that happened there, and um, well, yeah, I I would say that it was clear they were going to when Britta comes in and as saying, you know, I really want to critique. That was clear foreshadowing. Yeah. And even when it came into, it was stupid when she went, girls, I had a dream last night. Oh. I had a dream. I wa-, Which was so badly acted. Yeah. Um, it felt like I wrote down then taking Britta down will be a storyline. And it sounds like they've started that storyline with her. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, because she was in the bottom two this week. Uh, the mini challenge, I wrote down that I like that there has a meaning to it. And I like that it's something that is... We're expanding beyond just LGBT stuff, mm-hmm. which I kind of like is sort of refreshing. No, we're for, not. For the show? No, we're not. What are you talking about? As far as B stuff? Yeah, LGBT. Okay, all right. Okay, okay, dad joke. So, um, but I... <laughs> he's lighting a cigarette because he just had, you know, such an amazing... An amazing... Uh, there, a comedy, a comedy moment, a comedy jewel. Uh, I like that it was something different. It was about the environment. I think it brings attention to something that affects everybody. You know, they, the, the, the saying is, as go the bee, so goes the world. Mm-hmm. So we do need to do things for bee conservation. And it was fun. It was silly. It also was clear to me that they are clearly they filmed this one after the other with Drag Race UK because you're seeing that they're using the same things that from Drag Race UK here because they did this with the Maypole. Where they all had to do the classic, do the classical dance, almost like a musical chairs, and then they all had to come one at a time and twerk. Mm-hmm. So that was that was interesting. I don't think Gigi should have won though. I thought Jada Jada was better than Gigi. I, I thought, thought the same thing. Won. I thought the same yeah. thing. I thought Jada was much better than Gigi, and and Gigi's backflip wasn't even that good. It wasn't that good. And when she went to like sort of jump, it almost looked like she like pulled a, like her ankle. She almost yeah. twisted her. Ankle. It like it was not a good land. No, so I don't I know. Not... I, yeah, maybe that's why she won because maybe she hurt herself. I don't know. By the way, I'm going to say it. I said it once. I'll say it again. In her confessionals, I'm just like, whatever. Okay. Wearing fucking glasses. <laughs> I want to get a good Gigi good. Right. <laughs> and I was so uncomfortable.
Oh. Thank, thank you. I also didn't get Britta's makeup. <laughs> I'm just moving on. Yeah. I'm just moving on with the whole where we're just going to smear smear yellow and black paint on our face. It it was just the whole thing was a mess. Well, I think Britta I felt like during the bead thing, I thought, what was going on with Aiden? Like, I, she's not only in a different show; she's in another dimension. <laughs> Right, yeah. and not even like in a fun Tammy Brown way. There, there's like it seems like there's something off about this. She's the one that like if there's this is, sounds like a very dark joke, right? But if you were of all the drag queens who've ever been on on RuPaul's Drag Race, who would be most not who would be when the most likely to shoot up a school? I would say it's oh Joe. Okay, Taylor. Of all the Tammy queens Brown. who've been on Drag Queen. <laughs> Who would you nominate to be most likely to shoot up a school? I don't know that it would be a school, but... Okay, a post office. (laughs) Okay, what? A post office. (laughs) I'm not answering that question. (laughs) She's the girl on social media. Okay, you know what? Let me rephrase it. She's the girl on social media where they the she doesn't it, does, it never happens because they report her because she went on TikTok and warned her friends not to go to school the next day. Okay, all right. She I get very much Darlene from Roseanne vibes whenever she's on like that. She's she's very Sarah Gilbert to me. She's the sister of the chick from Little House on the Prairie, right? Yeah. Okay. Did you have any, what? What were your thoughts on that on the top of the show where like uh, where Jan and Britta want to be like critiqued and disappointed in their placement? I, at this stage, I would be happy to be safe. Well, as I said, that I think her Britta asking for critiques that was foreshadowing, and I think that, but I think that that speaks to particularly for Britta. I think it speaks to the whole idea of I'm great. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- why are we bothering with these other girls? This, mm-hmm. this, this season should just be one episode where they give me the crown at the end. Yeah. And this is going to be where they're going to systematically take her down mm-hmm. to where she recognizes that just because she's a big deal in New York, mm-hmm. she's not necessarily going to be a big deal worldwide. But she keeps bringing that shit up. Yeah. Well, but you also figure at this point, all of the interviews and stuff that they're doing are that early on mm-hmm. we may see after she comes back and realizes once she comes back, if she comes back next week and wipes down the mirror and seems to have a little bit of humility to her, that will be different. If she comes back and does the whole, you know, you know, this was just a one-off and I know that I've got the shit and I've got everything I've got. To, then that's where you learned nothing. And they'll just keep beating her down until she eventually gets it, you know, yeah. they'll break them down to build them back up. And that's where I feel like Britta needs that at this point isn't in order in order to be likable isn't it she's that, just not likable at this no. point isn't it weird that britta needs a filter <laughs> light another cigarette <laughs> how long with me talking did you workshop that and like wait for me to take a breath so you could say that one about 15 seconds all right okay next rupaul announced this week's maxi challenge so for this week's maxi challenge we are throwing a fashion ball darling why y'all gagging so she bring it to you every ball (laughs) gagging on the balls now you need to slam dunk three home run looks first look is lady baller serving sexy title nine realness second look 
basketball wife realness. Yeah. A posh look that screams, he owns everything, Hanny. And for your third lurk, you need to design and create a look that serves balls to the wall eleganza. All right. In the workroom, the queens, what? The queens. The queens rush to snatch the provided materials for their third look. Crystal wants to show off her Mexican side. Nikki's determined to show the judges that she's more than just a look queen. Gigi sees Nikki as her competition. Jan talks about her history as a soccer player at a Catholic school. And Britta freaks out because she has no idea what she's going to put together. Taylor, your thoughts on everything that happened in that first workroom act and also the maxi challenge. Do you have any thoughts on the balls? Well, I guess we're going to do it in the looks, uh, though. We're going to do that in the looks. Yeah, we'll do that in the looks. Yeah, but in the workroom, what were your um, thoughts? I thought... I didn't really... I didn't take any notes during this. It all just felt very... We've seen this before. I will mm-hmm. say this. Mm-hmm. Of all high school athletes when I was in high school, mm-hmm. soccer players were the hottest to me. Oh, yeah. Well, of course they would be. I'll tell you why. They're on the shorter side, generally. Yeah. Because they played soccer and they probably played their whole life by the time they were in high school, they have those big fucking tree trunk, thick ass legs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why you, you're right. Soccer players are always hot. They're all soccer hot. players were always the all of the guys on the soccer team were the ones that I had, and in college too. The guy that I lusted after for four years in college was a soccer player. Was that the one that you moved there for him? No, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> you've talked about this on the show, haven't you? Now I know. I've t- I don't know. If I've talked about it on the show. I talked about a pot as my co-pilot. That I pretty much came down to Florida to chase a. What, <laughs> what was that look you just gave? Oh, did you see that? Um, um, no. There was a there was a guy named Keith that mm-hmm. I had a huge crush on, mm-hmm. and he was in all of my classes because we were in the same major, mm-hmm. and totally my type, little stocky Italian guy with big, huge like calves that you just want to like gnaw for days. And I remember the night before graduation, we were all at a party at like the senior dorms and he was, he was, he was my very much a jock, but he was always this really, really nice guy. And he was drunk. <laughs> and I said to him, you know, I appreciate the fact, cause I was always very openly, yeah, I mean, how can I not be with this voice? And I remember saying to him, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you were always really cool to me and that you never gave me shit for being gay. And, you know, I'm glad that we got to be friends. And he was like, no problem, man. He goes, you're awesome. He goes, always likes having class with you. And I said, thanks. And I turned around to talk to my friends and he slapped me on the ass so hard it left a bruise. And the joke I always say afterwards is I came immediately. (laughs) Yeah, that was going to be my question. How? I have two questions. One is more crass. Right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is how how hard did you get immediately after? Oh, I wouldn't have needed to talk to BlueChew.com. <laughs> okay. And next is how many times since that's happened have you masturbated to that moment? Oh, I've never masturbated to that. I don't masturbate to real events. No, 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 I haven't masturbated to that. I masturbate to real events all the time. And I'll be honest with you. Uh huh. When I'm watching porn. I often put real people that I've had feelings for in the place in my head in the porn. That makes sense. Really? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, Cameron... so, you, so you make your own internal deep fake mm-hmm. videos where you're putting other people's heads yes, on other people's. That's bodies. exactly a okay. psychological deep fake thing. So like, often, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say this because I had you know openly relationship with these people. Like, but Cameron used to be a big part of it, and Aiden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So now, have you ever watched the three-way video where you've deep-faked two of the people with Cameron and Aiden? 
No, I generally don't like three-way videos. But that oh. is a note for later. <laughs> no, you know why? Because their personality, because also the personality is also involved, and so mm-hmm. um, uh, we could really get into this because there's some really weird, deep psychological shit with this, like with Cameron, with Aiden. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this is poor Aiden. I know Aiden listens to the show. With Aiden, I obviously fantasize about Aiden, right? Uh huh. With Cameron, it ob it. 99 times out of 100 doesn't involve (laughs) I'm not in the picture it's always me imagining having sex with some girl imagine him having sex with some girl yeah okay that's why they wouldn't be in a threesome together okay yeah well not with two girls and a threesome pardon me I've been a threesome three guys not a threesome two girls and a guy I know okay all right okay but Aiden is a is a, is, a, is a frequent uh, special guest star. Okay. Okay. Uh, awkward. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Crystal wanted to show from. Let's see. Nikki's determined to show the judges she's more than just a look. This seems to be a big theme, even though it doesn't, it doesn't pay off this episode. We'll get to it more on Elimination Day, but I want you to keep in mind this whole Nikki's determined to show the judges that she's more than just a look queen. Um. All right. Uh, you know what? Actually, Taylor, what's the timestamp here? Let's take a break here. Okay. And we'll, so everyone listening, we'll be back right after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would I do for an extra hour in the day? I'll tell you, I want to write more. In a, in a, in a previous life, I uh, was a writer, wanted to be a writer, all that jazz, you know, wrote things. And then it seems now that a podcast, which is a, a, a great creative outlet, by the way, I just write less. And well, I do write a lot. I just, I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less. I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever's coming up for the show. And if I had an extra hour, I would spend it writing. And that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were. And I benefited from therapy, and I think everyone can benefit from therapy, and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, it's designed to be flexible, and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy 
happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, and we're back. Back in the workroom, Rock M. Sakura gets side eye from the other queen as she'd wrapped herself in duct tape. It's duct tape, not duct tape. Jada realizes she doesn't have enough white balls. Gigi struggles with time management, and Aiden finishes her corset early and doesn't realize that her black and white outfit reads as referee. Taylor, your thoughts on everything that happened in the workroom the next scene? Because it's the same day. Okay. Yeah. uh, I'd written down two ideas for topics. The first was Aiden finishing first and them saying, you know, why would you stop? You know, why wouldn't you just keep working on things? And... I think this is a situation where normally both Aiden and the other girls would be right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a situation in which, you know, you construct something and you construct it flawlessly, simple can work for you. And simple can be something if it is if it is put together perfectly, you know, versus just continuing to add things, then it just becomes a mess. You know, the the problem was with Aiden's, Aiden's outfit was a mess. Aiden's outfit, there was nothing to it other than the idea of the referee, which she didn't even have. Jan kind of pointed that out to her. Jan yeah. pointed that out to her, mm-hmm. that it makes for a referee. Then you would do something to continue to kind of keep that going. And she didn't do that. So in that regard, she was wrong. However, we have seen other outfits in the past that have been very simple and look great. And yeah. I think that had you continued adding to them, they would have made them tacky. You know, that's, that's my thought on that. What about well, you? Yeah, I agree. And she kept saying, it's funny. Cause she goes, well, what else would I do with it? And I'm, I almost really kind of agree. Like the, what else could she really do? But to me, that speaks to that's a problem with the concept. That means the concept is a lot from, from start to finish. You know, I think, yeah, I, because I, I was thought about that later when she said, what could I do? And I said, well, first of all, just coming out in a panty, you know, if she had come out in like white pants with like black boots, I think that would have maybe added to it in some way or even done something where she had almost where there were, you know, wh- I've seen it before where it's almost like where there's like the white pants, but then like a black, like where they wear the skirt over the pants, but the skirt is cut in the front and then kind of go. If Haley was here, Haley would know what I'm talking about. I think maybe peplum? almost like a no, not peplum. Um, but where it just kind of, it kind of like flows behind her where it's almost like a peplum <laughs> peplum. <laughs> I don't know. It's the only one I, I know. know now. Like a train, like a train. Thank you. H- Haley wrote a train. So, um, a bustle, you know, there's also, a, there's all sorts of things that she could have done to elevate that. And when you look at all of the little balls of glued on top of it, they weren't, it wasn't executed really well. It was just sort of where we're going to take a glue gun. We're going to put it on a little fuzzy ball. We're going to stick it in the one column that we have white and the one column that we have black. And we're just going to do that all the way around. And then we're done. You know, to go with my, what I was saying before is remember they filmed this in the summer of 2019. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Only probably a couple of months or a month or two after, no, it's about a month after the end of season 11 aired. Where Vanjie right. was read the entire season for bringing the same fuck. Vanjie even says, I wouldn't have brought so many fucking corsets, you know? And she's yeah. doing... A, I, I feel like if you were going to go on Drag Race, I think it's been done. No more corsets. It's done. You can't do a corset, at least for a long time. Well, I th- I think a simple corset can't be done. I think that corsets, corsets are a, a main piece of drag 
mm-hmm. fashion, I would think, but doing something to where if you had had a corset with a blazer or with you had done something that kind of draped over the shoulders or mm-hmm. you did something, something more interesting. This was, you know, even, okay, really, when you think about it, you have Nikki, I mean, we're, I know we're getting into the looks, but just go with me for a second. You have Nikki and you have um, Aiden and they both pretty much wore panties and a corset, but Nikki's was so different with the padding and the boots and everything was, everything was, you know, stoned and it was, it elevated everything and it yeah. was a look. It was well thought out. It was more editorial mm-hmm. than this that looked crafty, much mm-hmm. like her outfit last week where she just kind of glued bows on top of that sweatshirt. It It's, it, it that that's the problem with it. Well, yeah, maybe that's why I'm related to Vanjie. I feel Vanjie used to do this, veered closer to, even if Vanjie was more successful at it, veered closer to what Aiden's doing, where they take a simple course and they just throw shit on it. And it's not necessarily yeah. part of a whole ensemble as much as it is, that is the centerpiece of the corset and doing shit to that corset. You know? Yeah. Um, yes. All right, let's move on. It's elimination day, and the contestants return to the workroom to get ready for the ball ball. Nikki shows us her goofy side, but Jan worries that Nikki doesn't show that side of the judges. Heidi thinks Rock's garment needs some editing. Aiden defends her look, and Rock M. Sakura reveals the history of her unique makeup. Taylor, your thoughts on this elimination day? Um, I like that, for the most part, everybody seems to get along. And everybody seems to be, at least this early in the stage, everybody seems to be looking out for each other. I mean, Mm -hmm. Jan's comments on we're all seeing how great she is Mm -hmm. as far as how silly and funny Nikki is, but Mm -hmm. nobody else's, the judges aren't seeing that yet. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting, you know, that was an interesting compliment. Now, I don't think Jan's going to say to them when they were talking with her, you know, no, she's really funny, Mm -hmm. (laughs) y'all. It just was an interesting thing. Um, The Rock'em Asian drag thing. I thought Rockham did look beautiful when she was when they were showing or putting on her makeup. I thought the makeup was really great. Mm-hmm. And it was an interesting thing to talk about. We've talked in the past, or the mirror moments in the past have talked about, you know, Latin queens and uh black queens, but we haven't really talked about, you know, the feminization of Asian queens and that they, you know, they're kind of, you know, stuck in a corner of well you're only really supposed to go beyond this and if you go beyond this then you look too much like trixie even though they were doing it before trixie was and Mm -hmm. you know you know trixie kind of takes from anime and manga and stuff and but because she was the successful white queen everybody assumes it was her that came up with that concept or Mm -hmm. her even to some degree i would say uh bianca could even be the similar just the sharon Sharon needle people think or or sharon yeah she invented like spooky drag or something yeah, so I think that that was a I feel like that was a good lesson for us to know that it's not, you know, much like a lot of culture, a lot of gay culture often came from like the ball scene and a lot of what we're seeing that was all of, you know, queens of color doing that. This is another example of that, but this was said in a way it was it was another avenue of something that we kind of take for granted that a lot of these Asian queens often get pegged into being either you have to be super super feminine or you have to be kind of over the top anime and there's you're expected to be one or the other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you well i want to get to nikki in a second but before we do it seems like the trend has been that they've been really obvious with the editing and what i mean is in telepathing is that a, no telepathically sending is that i don't know what i'm saying uh, telegramming yeah communicating uh telepathically that who's going home Okay. Yeah. So last week, Dahlia had her quote unquote mirror moment. This week, it was Rock M. Sakura had her mirror moment. Are you picking up on that and going, oh, there's who's going home? 
Yeah. Oh, really? So you saw this, you're like, oh, yeah. no. Goodbye, Rock. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could, you could tell from the outfit that Rockham was going to be in the bottom two. Yeah. So. Which people disagree. People were people are really upset that Rock's going home, and went home, and uh, that Aiden is still there. Uh, let's talk about Nikki Doll. Um, you know, uh, she's she did so show a goof. I, I find Nikki Doll, especially when she shows her personality, so fucking attractive, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, I wish she could show her side of the judges. You know, some people I saw were commenting. That what do you mean? Why she shows her personality on the runway, and what does that mean? I mean, she's a look queen, blah blah blah. I'm gonna contrast her with Gigi Good. I I don't I th- I see what the girl what the what the um, judges are saying when Nikki rocks down the runway, it's flawless, but she's almost invisible behind the outfit. You don't get a sense of her personality. Yeah. I, I feel with Gigi, she wears the outfit. It isn't the outfit wearing her? And right. you you can get a sense of who Gigi is just from the walk, um, yeah. And so, but I it was nice to see that Nikki does have sort of and we've seen it in the confessionals and we've seen it in the workroom that she does have this goofy, really interesting side. And I, I hope she's able to show that uh, on the show. I think maybe maybe do you think that might be like sort of her arc on the show, Taylor? Or what do you think? I think so. I think next week's Gaze Anatomy. I think that's going to be the one where they show that she gets really wacky and really silly. And I have a feeling if this is like a short story arc that she's going to be in the top next week for being over the top, wacky, silly and making silly faces. I mean, you know, the one thing that I really liked was at one point in the early on in the episode where she said, you toned down your, you toned down your makeup and, and Jan or somebody said, yeah. And she made a face. Like yeah. I wouldn't even wear that. I, I made a joke. Like it seemed very personable and seemed very off the cuff. And that's one of those that I, I, I like, I like Nikki. Yeah. It's so, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but so I think the judges just not seeing it. And so hot as a boy. Yeah. But you know what? Who's even hotter as a boy. I walked right into that. I forgot that fast. <laughs> I want to walk right into her butt. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, literally. I want her to open her butt and I crawl inside. Do you okay. That, do you have uh, that fantasy of someone crawling inside of you? No. What if you were having no. sex? Let's say you had sex with a Smurf who are th- well, not too big. Let's say you had sex with someone. <laughs> not necessarily. You haven't seen my butthole. <laughs> yeah, true. But I know, happen to know this is a creepy size. Uh, Smurfs are three apples high. So Smurf is about like that big, which is kind of a creepy Smurf size. Is, Smurf is like a foot tall. Yeah, yeah. But what if it was like what if it was like a little like action figure? Like okay, I have oh God, a pencil he's pull eraser. An actual action figure out. No, I have a pencil eraser. Um, what if? And it's this is about I would say a little over two inches. Um, let's say there was like a two to three inch person that you fell in love with. Okay, who's really hot. Okay. That I fell in love with. Okay, so I was in a relationship with this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a relationship with a three-inch person. And he was like, Taylor the Latte Boy, I have this fantasy. I bought scuba gear. (laughs) (laughs) He would need... Okay, scuba. Okay, I was going to say... For some reason, I imagined a snorkel. And then I was like, that wouldn't do any good. No. But scuba gear. Okay. And I have this fantasy where I walk inside of your butthole. And I explore your your lower intestines. 
and make you feel real good and just like just jump up and down on my prostate oh yeah just yeah do uh do nintendo ring fit on my <laughs> what if prostate he, yeah he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna ride your prostate <sighs> okay would you be into that? okay but i was but i was in a relationship with this person. you're in a relationship with him yeah 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 okay so so would he have to would he have to like like on his elbows like kind of like climb in this way or i don't would know he, how like, loose wa- are you walking in that would be painful how loose are you I, I'm, I'm well he gets lubed loose. up he gets lubed up he goes okay he, but even still i don't want it to be where he's like trying to walk under a tarp where he's like pulling me apart to walk in he dives if into he, a bottle of he depth. Could, like remember if, is he, depth so if i'm like bent over and yeah. he like dives off of like the dresser and like dives in like like greg luganis or mm-hmm. uh what's the one that's married to that guy you hate tom something oh yeah uh-huh uh what's his name i don't know the one married to dustin lance black so the one married to, yeah so and dove in that way uh, and then like swam around until he got to my prostate this is such a weird conversation no but I've yes seen... i would allow that <laughs> but i wouldn't seen... allow some stranger on the street to climb no 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 that's not weird. true i've let strangers on the street climb into my butthole in the past but that have you really but no no i'm talking about, have you ever seen um uh well, not on the street college boy physicals the porn series uh no that that whole thing is just weird yeah it is i I know i know the concept on college boy physical they'll take out these like like tubes and they put the two it's some sort of two where they can put inside the person and then they crank something and it opens it up (sighs) okay i guess so the doctor can poke around would you let him do that and then he just walks no no nothing like that nothing nothing where my butthole is gonna get stretched out no that's not I'm not okay with that. Okay, okay, let me rephrase this. Let me let me change this. What if he is like a seven inch husky guy? Okay. And his fantasy is he's gonna go in feet first. All right. Here <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's gonna go in feet first. And he's gonna go up to like maybe his shoulders. And then he's gonna do like like he's gonna like do like almost like push ups really fast. So do like tricep dips? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where he's like pulling tricep himself dips. out exactly. and then pulling himself in? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's seven inches tall. Yeah, he's like this. He's like this. This is the guy. Okay. Okay, he not makes... that wide around. Well, no, because then he's stocky because then that's going to – okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a seven-inch uh, I don't know. I mean, I get – stock, okay, but stocky could be – I mean, you figure if he's stocky and if he's seven inches, he's like that big around. Well, I, I guess. I don't know. All right. I, I'd have to. I'd have to. Th- I'd, I, we'd have to. He and I would have to have conversations about that. By the way, speaking of conversations like that, if you uh, are not a member of Patreon, that's the kind of <laughs> quality stuff you're missing here. That's folks. the kind of content you're missing. And you know, I should not not to cap because I'm not. I, I'm not to capitalize on what's going on right now. And this is an honest thing. Everyone at all levels at Patreon is getting so much more bonus content, especially to come because we recognize. Well, there's a couple of things going on. We recognize that, A, you're stuck at home and you're going to want more content. And, B, we're stuck at home and we want to create more content. So if that's if you fit that or if you just want a ton of Drag Race content, uh, head over to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. And uh, uh, you can join at any level. But if you join at the five – well, I don't want to say price because what if it changes? But if you join at the premium level, which right now mm-hmm. is $5 – Right now, you're pretty much getting at least a show every day. At pretty yeah. much at least a show every day you're getting. So 
that's and and, and uh, right now there's a ton of content coming your way um, because of the quarantine. So head on over to Patreon.com/slash/AfterthoughtMedia, join uh, at the premium level, and you will get a ton of content. All right, Taylor. Now it's time for. The looks. The looks. Okay. Now, because this is a 36 uh, look episode, okay, uh, here's what I did, okay, is I uh, have pulled the looks. You still have the same, you have the, here's the good news and bad news. You have the same um, task that you had before, which is you have to do the looks in time to the actual episode, all right? Okay. However, I will say this week, they seem to spend more time on the looks. I think maybe to fill up time that maybe they lost in a Sherry Pie storyline or whatever. So there's a, yeah. it's, they're long. Each video is pretty, let me see. This video is almost five minutes long. Five minutes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you have some time. So you want to describe the look, talk about the look. Uh, and I'm going to press it. I'm just going to let it go. And then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll announce, <clears throat> I'll announce each person as they walk down the runway. Are you ready? Okay. Oh wait, wait. Okay, so we're doing each each like all lady ballers, all yep. basketball wives, yep. all okay. Yep. And right all now right. the first so look. I did I just kind of did I wrote everybody as a check, a plus or a minus. Well you can talk about so it. So that Okay. Here all we right. go. The first category is Lady Ballers. First up is Jackie Cox. Good job, All right, Taylor. Jackie Cox comes out as a lacrosse player with uh, beavers uh, on her shirt. She looks very lesbian-esque. Um, it's, it's an okay look. It's a little on the nose for me. I thought it's it served its point. It told a story. Next, Nikki Doll. A story, so. All right, Nikki Doll it came out in a black bodysuit that is sequined with, a, with football padding on. As I said earlier, I thought it was very editorial. I liked the use of the bracelets and the thigh-high boots. I thought the whole look was a very total look, and I liked her makeup as well, where she had very extended uh, lashes and stuff on well, check or minus, or what was it? Uh, she was a... Both checks. Okay, both of them Didn't were checks. wow me, but thought really good. Aiden Zane. Aiden Zane came out in a League of Our Own outfit, uh, very much with a skirt with black socks and shoes. Uh, I did not like this outfit at all. Um, I did like her hair, though, but as I thought her makeup and the look was a little too plain, even though the queens and Untalked were talking about how great the look was. And even the judges were. I didn't get it. What do you give it? Uh, minus. Next, Rockem Sakura. Rockem Sakura came out in like a mustard yellowed bodysuit and then had a ball of twine that she spun around. Um, I thought the look, I agreed with the judges from the top up. I thought the look was really smart. I even liked the bloody nose that she had as part of it, but the look down, it was a little boring. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. All right, so you give it a what? Uh, I gave this look a, a check. All right, a check. Next down the runway, we have uh, Jada Essence Hall. Jada came out in a basketball outfit, very WNBA, similar to Jackie. I mean, it served the point, but I thought it was a little on the nose. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my least favorite. I gave this look a check. A check. All right. No, I gave that look a minus. I apologize. Oh, I gave you gave it a minus. minus. Oh, okay. I yeah. kind of liked it, but all right. You're, you know, you're mean. All right, next down the runway, we are going to have Britta. Britta came out in a baseball-inspired outfit with the stitching, uh, the red stitching on all of the white, pulling something out of her mouth that nobody really knows what it was. Yeah. I thought it was, I gave this look a minus. I thought it was way too bulky. 
um, not well constructed. Loki Bartarkovich? I gave it a minus. What? Crystal Method. Crystal Method. This was one of my two favorite looks. I loved the idea of it. Again, very much telling a story. I loved that it was very inspired. I love that she toned down the makeup. She was listening to notes. I love the color combination of the light pink and the electric blue. She looked beautiful. She looked great. Uh, one of my two favorite looks from this category. So she gets a plus. All right. Next, Jan. Jan came out in a soccer-inspired outfit, uh, very kind of Cruella de Vil, also kicking the soccer ball down the runway. I initially gave this look a check, but I think I'm actually going to give this look a plus. I kind of like it. It's oh. sort of soccer warrior queen. Uh, it was it was fun. It was a very fun look, and it spoke to what the challenge was without just being a basic like soccer uniform. All right. Very good. Next down the runway, we have Heidi in Closet. Heidi in Closet came out in a golf uh, WPGA-inspired outfit. Uh, again, a little on the nose and kind of looked like stuff that you could just buy at a sports authority if they were still around. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the use of the heels, but and I thought that she looked pretty, but it wasn't. It didn't really like wow me. And the padding seems a little off, so it just gets a check for me. A check. That's why she didn't mention her video. And Widow Von Du. Widow Von Du came out in a jockey outfit, um, similar to... We've seen a lot of jockeys this this season and on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she looked very pretty. Um, it was all done in a velour outfit. There's something about the way Widow wears pants where she kind of wears them over the over the, the belly that I'm not necessarily a huge fan of, but it, I thought she looked great. I gave this look a, a check. All right, and finally, we have uh, Gigi Good. Tell us about this look. Gigi Good came out in a Heathers-inspired croquet outfit. She looked fucking amazing with this. Um, it looked a little cosplay to me, but I thought she looked beautiful, and I thought that if she's doing cosplay related to Heathers, she pretty much did it spot on. Um, and she was also very playful with it while she was doing it. This was one of my two pluses of this category. All right. But she looked great. Now, she's the last one in this category, Taylor. Let she me is. ask you this. Who, so who, are, who is your top toot of this category? My top toot would be Crystal. Crystal oh, method. really? Your top toot? Yeah, be- between between her, because I thought Crystal spoke, uh, Crystal, you know, Gigi's was great, but Gigi's looked like it was pulled from the movie mm-hmm. versus uh, Crystal's looked like it was completed to tell the story. So before you start the next look, mm-hmm. part of the issue is I it is really laggy to me and I feel like I'm a couple seconds behind. Mm-hmm. So that's why with Jackie, I wasn't talking at first because I didn't see anything. All right. Well, here we go. Next one coming on the runway is Jackie Cox. Jackie Cox came out in a white-inspired Basketball Wives. She looked very Kardashian. She actually looks kind of like Cher to me. I thought the outfit was really pretty. It didn't scream Basketball Wives to me. Mm -hmm. My issue with Jackie is her nose is not symmetrical, and she has to be careful with the contouring with that because there are times that it actually – when she Nikki Doll. It accentuates her nose. Nikki, but Jackie was a plus. Nikki Doll, this I they talked about how much they like this look. I did not like it. It was black and red with a big ostrich feather jacket and a beret. Um, I, I wasn't necessarily really overwhelmed by this look, like I was hoping to be. Not my favorite. I gave this look a minus. Actually, Aiden Zane. Aiden Zane looked like what is the name of the woman? Is it Evangeline, the woman that's in New York? In, in Los oh, Angeles. Angeline. Tries- Angeline. Okay, Angeline. That is what she reminded me of. Um, not a great look. This does not say Basketball Wives at all. It looked very just 
trashy to me. Oh. Leopard, big blonde hair, red Rock shoes. M. Sakura. Rock'em Sakura came out in a gold uh, micro mini with a large chest plate and platinum blonde hair. She looked beautiful. Um, I agree with what the judges say that her padding in her butt was definitely off. It looked like two loaves of bread. But I thought that she looked very pretty and it was outside of her comfort zone for what she normally does. Jada Essence Hall. Jada looked very, uh, very much a basketball wives, very much real housewives going to a function of some sort. I thought she looks beautiful. I liked the burgundy dress along going along with the burgundy fur. Um, I gave this look, though, a check, though. It didn't really wow me, but I thought it was very pretty. And I think it's something that we expect to see from Jada. All right. Very good. Uh, Britta. Britta came out in a lemon yellow. It looked almost like a bodysuit with a sheer dress over top with a platinum blonde, uh, a dirty platinum blonde off this off the one shoulder wig um, with big diamondy. Not not a good look. She's it's minus. (laughs) Crystal Method. Crystal Method came out like a Paris Hilton sort of outfit with a long pink, uh, a pink dress. Looked like it was almost like a leather with long, long hair. Again, I like that we're seeing something different. Of Crystal, I did not like the hair though. It looked very the dri- the wig looked thirsty to me. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought that again, I like the fact that she's doing different things with the makeup. Jan, uh, so she gets a check. Jan is it i did not like jan's look it was just sort of like a like a sweatsuit that was spangled with a turtleneck um she looked i guess she did serve the perp the point of basketball wives realness so in that regard she gets a check for me but not necessarily a favorite look of mine i would have liked to have seen something different from her all right very good next we have heidi in closet Heidi gets a plus for me. I love this look. This looks very um, going to a Sunday afternoon luncheon Mm -hmm. um, to be all in white. I thought she looked really, really pretty. I liked her hair. Her makeup was almost understated in some ways. And I thought that her padding looked great. And I was really, really, really liking it. I love the glasses. Everything about it is good. So she gets a plus for me. All right. Oh, I must have. uh, Oh, we're gonna. We lost Widow Von Du, and um, huh? All right. I don't know how I made that mistake. That made sense. I'm like, why is it so short? Okay. Well, well yeah. Do you want to give your Widow Von Du and Gigi good thoughts right now? I the, don't remember the, what Widow and Gigi had on. Uh, no, I remember Gigi had the the skins the skinned um, the snakeskin jacket with the collar pulled high and the black hair. I gave that look a check. Uh, I initially didn't like it, but when they showed it again, I did kind of like it a little bit more. Widow, I don't remember what she wore, but I know I gave her a plus. So I know it was one of my favorite looks. I don't remember what it was, though. I think when I got rid of Sherry Pie, I accidentally eliminated all the other ones. All right. Uh, Next, we have Balls to the Wall Eleganza. Are you ready? Uh, Yes. This one does have all of them. This one does have all of them. All right, here we go. Okay. First up, we have Jackie Cox. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. Who was your top toot of uh, Basketball Wife Realness? I would say I liked of the pluses. I don't remember what Widow had on, so it might have been Widow. I, you know what? I think I do remember. I think I remember of the, all of them. I liked Widows the best. I had the most re- visceral reaction when I saw hers compared to everybody else's. Um, so I would say Widow was probably my favorite look, right, even though I can't remember right now what it was. Okay, I'm starting the clock again. Jackie Cox. Here we go. I'm not seeing video. Oh, sorry. I forgot to share it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. Everyone should know there's a, you know, if you're not on Patreon, you're missing this high quality content where we can actually look at the looks as, uh, 
as we're doing it. And so that is what he didn't see. But if you go to Patreon. Well, this one, you have to be at the exclusive tier to watch me and Taylor record the show. All right, here we go. Jackie Cox. All right, Jackie Cox is coming out in a blue plastic ensemble where she's taken the panels of the soccer ball and used those to accentuate um, the off the shoulder look. Uh, she's definitely likes her aesthetic of the 60s. That's very much what this was, but I think it is beautiful. I love all of metallic colors. She got a plus for me. Oh, Jackie Cox getting a plus from Taylor the Latte Boy. Next up, we're going to see uh, the looks from Nikki Doll. Nikki Doll came out with all koosh balls and um, little uh, cotton balls. Uh, the outfit, the colors are similar to something Evie oddly did last season, which is all brights, oranges and reds and purples and yellows. Uh, I gave this look a check. Uh, no, I didn't. I gave this look a plus. I like it. Um, there is something kind of crafty about it, but I love that color combination. All right, next, next up, we have Aiden Zane, yeah. who came out, in, as we talked about, the referee-style corset and panties. This was a negative for reasons that we've talked about the entire time. It just was not a good look. I initially gave this actually look a check, but the more I think about it, the more that I I don't like it. I bet it's it's way too simple and not not enough. All right. Very good. Next, we have Rock M. Sakura. I love Rockham. This look was way too much. This look yeah. was a mess. Um, there's just too much going on. And this is an example of ad- editing. Editing could have made this where this could have been a top look. But unfortunately, it was just there was it, it just you don't know where to look and where to stop looking. And so unfortunately, Rockham, I'm sorry, but this is a this is a negative for me. I'm going to pause this, is, this, this right here because I saw this topic come out on Reddit, which is isn't this drag, though? That sometimes the show tries to be too couture when that rock is really doing drag. Well, but I think a ball, uh, to me, the idea of a ball is where it's supposed to be. There's supposed to be some couture to it. Okay. It's supposed to be. And the problem with this dress was this dress was messy. All right. If, okay. if she had done something similar to, hold on, don't don't hit play yet. I'm going to hit Because I do right. want to add one thing. Yeah. So... I think that if she had done something to where the balls had been, you know, similar to where she did all of the tool, you know, the tool is kind of dry because it's big and it was loud, but there was something editorial about it and there was something very fitted to it versus if she had just wrapped herself in tool, similar to what we saw with like Soju last season. Mm-hmm. That was just a mess as well. Whereas this, I think if she had edited in some ways. Now, that being said, her hair and makeup with this episode, particularly this look, was the most gorgeous that we have seen Rockham, I think, the entire time she was on the show. Guys, I apologize for hitting pause. All right, here we go. Next, it's Jada Essence Hall. <laughs> Jada came out with a series of white balls to kind of look like a bubble, or it was almost like a bubble bath. Sort of looks she had her hair done in a wrap to keep keep it from getting wet. I didn't realize that she had uh, glued little diamonds to herself to look almost like drops, droplets of water or droplets mm-hmm. of crystals. I was worried about this look when she was making it, but I think she looks beautiful. Uh, this got a plus for me. I thought it was really great. It was really great. Britta. Idea. Oh, God. Um, this is yellow and green. It's a corn apple look, according to the, the, the judges, judges panel. It just was a mess. It doesn't even make sense aesthetically from what a pineapple is. You know, when you think about Manila had that great pineapple look uh, back in season three, and you could tell it was a pineapple immediately by looking at it. This was just colors that were just kind of splashed together. Citrusy colors, not a good look. Minus for me. Oh, wow. Very good. All right. Coming next down the runway, we're going to have ourselves uh, Crystal Method. 
Crystal came out where it with a bunch of uh, almost like uh, vending machine balls or bouncy balls with a sort of a clown aesthetic. Um, I thought she looked great. I loved the the lavender colored wig. I thought that this is she is somebody that could have really overdone it, similar to the way Rockham did, but she didn't. She held back a little bit, and I think that she, the colors all match. She looks great. She gets a plus for me. Oh wow, very good. All right, lots of lots of pluses this one. I oh. like a lot of these. Oh really, Jan? Jan, I loved this look. I love this look with the vinyl blue balls. I love that she blew the blue, the big blue bubble. Um, everything about it was was high fashion to me. Mm-hmm. This felt very Vivian Westwood to me back from the nineties. Mm-hmm. I, I just everything about it was just super super beautiful. I love that she she just looked amazing. A plus for me. All right, next Heidi in closet. Heidi in closet. Uh, this is, okay, as much as I loved Jan, I did not like Heidi's look. Um, I don't really get what it's supposed to be. I know that she sort of had the ball fringe mm-hmm. that she sort of took with things. She just took one of those expanding and contracting balls and put it around her head um, with a weird knit thing around her. I just, I didn't like it. Uh, it's all sort of a teal and purple. This look, it's a minus from me. Widow Von Du. Widow Von Du came out in sort of a cone type thing with a bunch of little balls attached to it, uh, looking very sort of warrior-esque. It was okay. This was one of the few check marks that I got. I liked the color combination of all the neutral colors with the browns and the grays and the whites and the tans. But it was it was interesting. Excuse me. It was interesting, but not anything super great. And the shoes are horrible. GG Good. Gigi Good gets a plus for me. I love this look. Um, I love that it was a basic white look with big billowy sleeves with a high neck collar. And then she attached all of these little cotton ball or these little sort of twine balls all around her that were various colors. She looked like trick cereal, but she did the way that she combined everything where she started off very strong at the top and then they all just sort of slowly graduate, you know, got gradual at the bottom. I thought everything about this was great. I thought this was high editorial fashion. She looked amazing. Plus for me. All right. Very good. What was your top two of the, of the, that look? Um, I, this is a hard one. Cause I really liked a lot of these. I think if I had to say my top two, I'm going to say, I'm going to say top three. And those are Gigi, Jan and Crystal are my top three of this particular one. If I had to pick one of those as my favorite, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Crystal. I think Crystal was, was my favorite because I think Crystal showed that she can edit when she needs to and really have it where it was a beautiful piece that spoke to what the challenge was. So Crystal Crystal Method is my top toot of that particular uh particular And who's the top toot of the week? All right. Uh I think it's I'm going to say I'm going to give it to Crystal. I feel like I don't give Crystal enough love here. So I'm going to I'm going to give it to Crystal this this week. I, th- I really liked the clown up and I thought it was fun and I thought she looked really, really great. And I also liked her Lady Ballers look, too. All right. Very good. And that is the looks. OK, the looks, the looks. Those are the looks. Okay, over on the main stage, Jackie, Crystal, Jan, Heidi, Sherry, and Widow are named safe. Meanwhile, Jada Essence Hall, Gigi Good, and Nikki Dahl are in the top three, while Britta, Aiden Zane, and Rock M. Sakura are in the bottom. After the deliberations, Rude tells Aiden, much to everyone's surprise, that she's safe, leaving Rock and Britta to face off in a lip-sync challenge battle, not challenge, for their lives. The song S&M by Rihanna. Despite doing four splits, Rockham's try-hard energy wasn't enough to save the day, and she was asked 
to sashay away. Taylor the Latte Boy, any final thoughts on the episode? My thoughts are this. Sure. I think Rock I think Rockham kind of knew almost immediately that she 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 kind of gave up on herself before mm-hmm. the song even started. Sure. Because the look on her face as she was trying to rip the bottom of that skirt off was panic. And as a result, I think that's why she gave every where she literally left things on the runway, mm-hmm. um, left left everything on the runway and was doing all of those splits and everything, which were amazing to watch. And I think even with that level of panic, mm-hmm. she did a better job than Britta did with uh, with lip syncing. Mm-hmm. Now, they've talked about there's almost a guaranteed elimination if you take off your wig or take off your shoes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think there needs to be a third thing added to that. And Wait, I think that if your shoes? Is- Wait, take off your shoes? I think I've, have- I've, heard, I've heard that said before. Don't take off your shoes. Don't take off your wigs. Okay. So, because we've, we've seen that happen before where girls take off their shoes and then it gets ruined. But particularly mm-hmm. with wigs. My feeling is if a queen is in the middle of doing a stunt and you walk in front of her and stand in front of her, a la Mimi, I'm first, mm-hmm. that should be up for an immediate elimination. There should yeah. be a level of respect for these, for when these queens are doing this to one another, or if you're doing it, you're doing it for a split second, and because you're walking across stage, the whole thing at the end where she, where Rockham was literally in the middle of a split, and Britta stood in front of her, was gross to me, and I think that that is one of those things that it just speaks to a disrespect to what you're doing. It, it, it. There, there's a bloodthirstiness there that I don't like in my queens. You know, I, I want for the queen. I, if, if you are that worried about what the other queen is doing. Turn up what you're doing. Don't try to block the view of the other queens. It's gross. It's just, you, it's just a gross action. Don't you think that was sort of a, a common thing in the early, at least seasons one and two, maybe even into season three? That was a, that was a frequent yeah. thing in the lip syncs then. Well, but I think that, that that was definitely the last time that we really, really saw that was when Mimi picked up India in mm-hmm. season three. I feel yeah. like it's happened a little bit in the past, but where we're going to literally stand, where we're going to like, we're, we're focused on where the other person is so we can get in front of them and throw our arms out really big. Yeah. So that way we just can't see the other person. It's, I, I don't Listen, like it. Now, us New York queens play real fucking dirty, queen. You want to see th- arms <laughs> thrown in front of your face? I'll throw many arms in front of your face because I'm an octopus. She split her legs. That's a good thing. Wait, I didn't break her fucking legs doing yeah. all those flip moves and everything, leaving those balls all over the place. That's a good thing I picked up those balls and threw them around. She could have had her balls thrown all over the place if I had my way about it. And let me tell you this. You don't complain about people taking off their shoes. She's wearing cement shoes at the bottom of the Hudson River. <laughs> <laughs> because us New York queens know how to do it, Taylor. We are going to win. She's gonna. It's gonna be hard to eat singing that song if she's gonna be eating my fucking yeah. gun. <laughs> All I want from you is your voice. <laughs> the only way to really get what you want is to become a human yourself. Anyway, <laughs> oh my dear, but that's what I do. It's what I live for. You have your looks, <laughs> your pretty face, and don't ever forget, forget about the. Oh shit! What is the line? Don't, don't ever forget, forget the, the importance power of, of body of language. Body language. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we have a couple of questions, Taylor. Here All in right. the chat. Let's see what they are. Here, uh, the first one is from uh, Nicholas Alexander Springham. He asks. 
Clearly, they're still editing Sherry Pie out of confessionals and story, but who do you think is getting more airtime as a result? I feel like we're getting extra Jan, another white extra queen from New York City. What do you think about that, Taylor? Uh, I could see Jan is definitely getting some more love. Uh, I feel like we're seeing a little bit more Heidi in closet than we might have seen before. I mean, Heidi's got had some great confessional moments, but I feel like we're getting even more of those probably because Sherry's not being involved mm-hmm. as much. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of Sherry. I keep forgetting what Jada looks like as a boy. Like when they show Jada in the work, I'm like, who's that? Because they don't seem to be showing any confessionals of hers at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they show very little. I think Britta's getting more time and they're trying to shape her up to be sort of like the villain of the season. Maybe she always was going to be, but mm-hmm. uh, she's getting a lot of uh, time too, I think. But what's funny yeah. is I was reading Reddit last night and there's there are some complaints that they feel Jan's getting erased in the season. Not that she's getting more airtime. They feel that she's getting overlooked. That she's kind of getting like a candy hoe at it. Uh, that we're not getting a lot of Jan. I don't agree with that. I feel like we're getting a lot. I feel like we're getting, when you consider there's still at this point, this episode, there were 12 girls and, you know, minus one for confessionals. I feel like I saw a lot of Jan last night and they talked about her being a soccer player and mm-hmm. then they showed pictures of her and stuff. I don't necessarily get that. I don't get mm-hmm. the candy ho at it. Yeah. Um, you know, but part of that is also I like I like looking at Jan as a boy. Jan as a boy is very it. cute to me. So maybe that's when I, I sort of see her in the background. I get a little excited. All right. Uh, next. Um, I would almost say to that, the one that we're that one that's getting candy hoed out as far as confessionals go is Gigi. I feel like we're not seeing a lot of Gigi confessionals. We're still not seeing a lot of Gigi confessionals. Oh, I think we see some. I, I, I'm not seeing a lot of Jackie Cox. Yeah, I feel like she was in the confessionals in the beginning, but that's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's a question I deleted. Don't be offended, but we can't really do spoiler kind of things on here, so I got rid of that. And then the other two okay. questions have nothing to do with the show. So Okay, well. Yeah, so that's those are the questions. <laughs> People are asking me, like, random questions on there, like... <clears throat> Very bizarre. Okay. Uh, anything else, Taylor? Did, did we miss everything? Have we gotten anything? We, we talked about Jan Gain, the edit. Um, people are people feel a, a lot of people do not like Britta online. I know a lot of the talk is uh, Britta not. They're, 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 a lot of people are hating Britta. So she's yeah. definitely getting the villain edit. And what's funny I'm, is. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I know we weren't going to talk about Sherry Pie, but in the body of the show, but I do think it's so weird how. Sherry Pie got a lucky break in that all these bars are closed down so people can't congregate uh, to boo her whenever she's on. And yeah. um, they've, they've, done a, they've, they've done a really good job of just removing her from the storyline of the show. Like, you hardly – she just doesn't exist. I mean, she, she'll make comments when she has to, but they've done a really good job just sort of smoothly taking her out to the point where um, people are just going to be like, kind of meh about her. Yeah, she was she was it's funny how she's in the beginning where they're talking with her the first uh, during the mini challenge Mm -hmm. and you sort of are like, why is she here? Why? Like, why is she talking? She shouldn't be talking right now. And you get that you get that you almost at the beginning of getting that nervous of, okay, how much are they going to be editor at or is this something we're going to have to look at her a lot? Because anytime she's on, that's all I think about when I see her, even when she's coming down the runway, mm-hmm. you know, that that's kind of all, that's all you think about when you see her. Mm-hmm. So I, I am curious. They have done a really good job. And I've also noticed that 
when even with the mini challenge, they only showed like the last three seconds of her. They didn't they didn't take her entire dancing, whereas they showed like the other ones, they just kind of cut to her at the very end and then finishing up before the music started. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's call it a day there. Uh, Taylor, uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. If you want access to more Season 12 content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>